Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Debrief. Today, we have three fascinating talking points. Catholic speakers withdraw from the Hope is Fuel event. A Texas bishop crosses the line. And then Taylor Marshall for president. Just a second. Mike Lewis will join us in The Debrief. Welcome to The Debrief, friends. Hey, Mike, how are you? This is our show where we're talking about news, questions, and controversies facing the Catholic Church. I'm Dominic DeSouza, the founder of Smart Catholics. And I'm Mike Lewis, the editor and co-founder of the website Where Peter Is. You described last Friday, uh, it was like right after our last recording, and I was watching you on Twitter, and I saw you tweeting something. May 12th, 2023 was the most surreal day in the history of Catholic Twitter. What do you mean by that? Well, it was a confluence of unbelievable events. They always say that the big news stories drop on Friday because you don't have time to talk about them. Here we are on Friday, and it's been a big and almost surreal week. So basically, three, I want to say, bizarre stories um, that relate to three of the biggest reactionaries in Catholic media, um, just boom, boom, boom. It was like one after another, and it and it was almost jaw-dropping. Um, these stories have continued into the rest of the week, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I've i been following these, I've been writing about these, and I'm, I'm looking forward to this conversation because I honestly need to unload. Yeah, <laughs> and you end up being like roped into all this stuff because you're one of the only... Um torchbearers for this sort of topic online. So, okay, let's start with um, the Hope is Fuel conference. Patrick Coffin was the event um, organizer. Can you give us a quick overview? What is this event? And then what can we? What do we know about Patrick Coffin? Well, first I wanna make an announcement. Now I have uh, control over some of the graphics that we can show. <laughs> so here is the logo for the Hope is Fuel conference. Mm -hmm. um, or event. I don't know. It's not a conference. It's I think me I saw that somewhere. <laughs> vibes with the it's the opposite yeah. of synodal, whatever that, you know, um the anti-synod, I think. The hope yeah. is fuel anti-synod. Um so this event I first became aware of it in in early May. You see on social media these announcements we're going to have a conference, you know, the Steubenville conferences, Catholic Answers has their conference, you have academic conferences, liturgy conferences. Um I've been to a Laudato Si conference um and you know another one that's coming up the Canceled Priests conference. All these conferences come up. Hope mm -hmm. is fuel. Um went to the website and I took a look at the lineup and it, it struck me as, as a pretty odd combination of people. Um, on one hand, you had fairly mainstream Catholics, uh, Jeff Cavins. I don't, a lot of people who do Catholic Bible studies have used his materials. Uh, mm -hmm. Ralph Martin, who's a seminary professor up in Detroit. You had um, uh, Father Robert Spitzer of the Magus Institute, a Jesuit priest. Um, Jennifer uh, Robach Morse, who's the head of the Ruth, Ruth Institute. Now, they're all conservative, um, but then you look at the other half of the names in the conference, and you have John Henry Weston of LifeSite News. You have Tim Gordon, who, uh, you know, the podcaster who's sort of got this 
toxic masculinity patriarchy thing going on um his wife stephanie gordon who wrote the book ask your husband um okay you know various youtubers bloggers social media people and it's sort of like this combination doesn't make any sense like these you don't these yeah. people would not want to be in the same room as these other people mm -hmm. um and so yeah the, and the organ and then when i saw the organizer of the event things started to make sense in my mind the host of the event is patrick coffin who i when i was you know in the early 2000s uh or i mean early 2010s commuting to work or commuting home from work i would listen to catholic answers live he was mm -hmm. the host he was you know very friendly uh congenial great interviewer uh his you know great calm speaking voice almost as good as yours um <laughs> and i mean he he wasn't saying um and you know every third sentence like i do he was i i enjoyed him he had a good rapport good sense of humor some point around 2015 or 2016 and i wasn't really listening to catholic answers live anymore um he leaves the show mm -hmm. and he starts his own project the patrick coffin show started to notice that he was becoming maybe a little bit more extreme in his views openly opposed to pope francis um you know was was hosting some some pretty reactionary characters um and then he started to hint around that francis wasn't the legitimate pope and okay. So this is something that he starts talking about uh probably in 2019 or so he starts hinting about it and you know he had a long conversation with cardinal burke talking about the you know the canonical val validity of the resignation um covid hits becomes a big time like anti-vaxxer covid denialist you know conspiracy theorist he's hosting these conferences um where with featuring people like Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and you know chemtrails guys and um Vigano is a is a headliner at some of these events and it's you know it's sort of a blending of Catholic extremists and the conspiracy theory community. So he sort of painted himself into this into this corner of you know extremists, conspiracy theorists, um you know, sort of an anti-reality almost. And it was, and honestly, like talking about New World Order, Great Reset. Um, I mean, to me, it was heartbreaking to watch. Like, and that's one thing that people don't quite understand is that like, it grieves me to see people who I respect it, who I respect, who I like, who I'm fond of go down this road. But we've seen this happen so many times in the last, you know, between mm -hmm. the election of Francis the election of Trump and then COVID and, and this QAnon stuff. It's just like this, this uh, people enter into the Catholic fever swamps and, and can't get out. Um, apparently other people, they don't run websites like where Peter is. They aren't watching these movements. Still remember, you know, the friendly uh, radio host, Patrick Coffin. And so he calls on some old friends, invites them to this hope is fuel event Mm -hmm. And anyway, fast forward, um, 2022, well, also I want to point out in 2022, he came out publicly as, uh, 
believing that Benedict's resignation was um, invalid, mm-hmm. technically right. So that meant that Benedict was still Pope right. as of, you know, from 2013 until he died on December 31st of last year. Uh, people tend to call that position uh, Benevacantist because it rhymes with Sedevacantist. Um, it seems natural. I think the people who actually held that position didn't like it. I think some of them tried to tried to do the BIP, Benedict is Pope. And then there's uh, Beneplendentist or something like that. Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> they had their own names. Benevacantist yeah. was what everybody knew. Then Benedict dies. Mm-hmm. And Patrick Coffin tweets, and because I have my graphics, let's see, will this show up on the screen? So the Pope has entered eternity, RIP. The impeded see is now vacant. May the pre-2013 Cardinals do the right thing and avoid yet another anti-Pope. So wow. even though there's um, definitely a precedent for... Can you pull that down? I can't get it down. Oh, there we go. Yeah, you, you um, got it down. <laughs> the, um, even though, and I, I wrote a substack about this, there's a precedent that mm-hmm. there was one situation where Pope Martin I was um, kidnapped by the Roman Empire emperor and sent into mm-hmm. exile in Crimea. And the emperor uh, forced the clergy of Rome eventually to elect a new pope. And mm-hmm. they elected a man named Eugene, I believe, the first. So this is like the six or seven hundreds. Um, never secured a real resignation from Martin. Um, Martin, I think, wrote a letter maybe a year later, you know, from exile, acknowledging the election of Eugene. Um, Martin died about a year after that. So two years of overlap where there's one functional, recognized Pope in Rome, whereas the, you know, emeritus Pope has not really resigned. But what happened in history is they did not hold a new conclave. But when Martin died, the church recognizes that Eugene was the valid Pope. We don't really whatever the circumstances, whatever the circumstances were, they're both canonized saints. Um, And so basically what that shows is that um, he didn't, uh, Coffin didn't really think through a lot of these people didn't really think through what, you know, well, what's going to happen next. And and one of the things that um, Patrick Coffin said was that this has nothing to do with Pope Francis. This has entirely to do with Benedict's resignation anyway. So, he sees the chair as empty, which the word sedevacantist comes from. I was going to say, the, that's like a discre- that's the definition, <laughs> right? The two Latin words, sede, which means chair or seat, vacante, which means vacant. <laughs> the seat is vacant. That's his position. Yet he finds he hates the term sedevacantist. And I know one of these, uh, one of the attendees actually was concerned, um, and I've heard I heard this secondhand, but asked Patrick Coffin point blank, "Are you a set of a contest?" Like that was, you know, if you're going to say yes, then I'm not mm-hmm. going to participate. And Patrick Coffin said no, so he insists he's not a set of a contest. He insists that he's, you know, in an interregnum, which is what all set of a contest say, whether the interregnum is sixty years or a thousand years, or you know six months. Um, so I think basically what wound up happening was um, that people realized 
what Patrick Coffin's views were. And admittedly, mm -hmm. I took part in making this known. To me, if, you know, Patrick Coffin inviting somebody to, to do anything, that would have set off red flags. But apparently for a lot of these attendees who were not aware of his views, it did not. The other thing was around Thursday of last week, um, two new names popped up onto the list of attendees. And their names were Milo Yiannopoulos and E. Michael Jones. Okay, now, so in a second, I want to ask you, let's I want to, let's talk about the uh, the lineup of the speakers and the fact that they were pulling out. But briefly, can you outline what was the intent of this event that he's pulling together? So it was um, basically to build up the Catholic faith. You know, it was it was it looked very innocuous. It did not mention um, Patrick's views. Um, you know, it was sort of like each of these speakers got a topic that was in their wheelhouse, whether, okay. you know, whether it was married life, spiritual warfare, scripture, prayer. I mean, you know, some of these were pretty, pretty innocuous topics. Okay, like uh, a catch-all Catholic yeah. culture conference. Thing. And and I believe it. Yeah. And it, what, I guess it was one of these things where it's like you sign up for this and then for 12 months you have access to these 50 or 60 interviews between Patrick Coffin and right. the expert that was invited. Right. Okay. Um, the for, I mean, the format was very standard. And unless you knew who the people were, mm -hmm. you know, you wouldn't think anything of it. You know, it, the graphics were very slick. You know, it, it seemed very straightforward. But Milo Yiannopoulos, obviously, he's, you know, an alt-right nationalist. You know, he's he worked for Breitbart. He's a, you know, he's kind of a, uh, an agitator or a extremely controversial figure. And E. Michael Jones, um, who has been around for a long time. And when, um, and basically the thing that E. Michael Jones is known for is for being a notorious anti-Semite. Um, the other thing that he's known for is he he lives apparently in South Bend and uh, Mayor Pete Buttigieg uh, grew up next door to him. <laughs> so okay. those are his, you know, his two claims to fame are being an anti-Semite and, um, and, and, you know, Mayor Pete being his next door neighbor. Um, so anyway. these two new names are then added to this kind of innocuous seeming lineup to an innocuous seeming event hosted by a figure nobody was really paying a lot of attention to at large. And then all of a sudden things start popping off. And exactly. And so the first domino to fall was, um, was father, uh, father Robert Spitzer. And I don't know if I have his tweet, but basically um, what he said was, you know, prior to the day before he had no idea that Pope or that, um, you know, Patrick Coffin didn't believe that, Francis was the Pope and mm -hmm. he asked that, and he had just been on Patrick Coffin's podcast to talk about movies like a week earlier. Like, yeah. he, okay. you know, and I mean, I, I, you know, he's, he's visually impaired. He may not, you know, be reading these blogs very much. Um, mm -hmm. And so he withdraws. Um, and then all of a sudden there's a, you know, sort of this cascade of essentially every mainstream figure, uh, with one or two exceptions, um, withdrawals from this conference, mostly. And it's interesting because some of them were well aware of Patrick Coffin's position on Pope Francis, but mm -hmm. because they weren't willing to, uh, you know, share a platform with E. Michael Jones, 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's no question about his anti-Semitism. Although, just like Patrick Coffin redefines Sedevicantism, mm-hmm. uh, E. Michael Jones doesn't consider himself to be an anti-Semite because um, he doesn't believe, I guess, I mean, not to get into the nitty gritty, but that there's some inherited defect among Jews. He thinks that they should, um, that the problem is that they, uh, you know, reject Christ, which, you know, to, I mean, it's 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 an odd um, juxtaposition, but he blames them for all the immorality, all the evil in the world, uh, pop oh, wow. culture, the downfall of society. Um, you know, I mean, everything, every conspiracy theory on the planet. Um, and so one by one, these people are pulling out. Meanwhile, they're getting, their slots are getting filled in with names that are teetering this group to be slightly more extreme for, you know, for a few days on there, Steve Bannon was up. He was one of the names. He came back down. Milo pulled out at a certain point. Um, But, you know, other people like uh, Peter Kwasniewski joined late, you know, the basically one of the most extreme uh, radical traditionalists Mm -hmm. around, you know, anti-papal doesn't believe in the magisterium. Uh, at least in the way that the church teaches it, gives no deference to the Pope whatsoever. Um, and other names, you know, the basically a lot of uh, masculinity speakers and people with white nationalist reputations, um, you know, canceled priests, canceled seminarians are showing up on the list. So oh, it's wow. uh, it became sort of a hodgepodge. And I mean, ultimately, like, I, I think one of the things that... Uh, and meanwhile, Patrick Coffin is complaining about this and he's saying that I'm, you know, he mentioned me and a couple of other people exerting pressure on these people to leave. Um, I don't think I know a single person on that list personally. Okay. Um, but I, you know, I've read their books, I've watched their videos, I had respect for them, even if our views weren't entirely aligned. And my thought is they don't know Patrick Coffin's positions. And they're going to want to know that E. Michael Jones is part of the roster of this thing that, you know, that they've joined. Um, Some of them aren't online. Uh, Patrick Madrid's sister, Lisa Duffy, is one of the people that pulled out. She said, you know, I was on Catholic Answers 10 years ago, and I remember he was a friendly guy. And, you know, I'm not on social media, but someone told me, you know, and so she pulled. So all of them pulled out for, for reasons of principle. Mm-hmm. Not because of peer pressure, not because all their friends were doing it. You know, they were, you know, when people actually read the things that that E. Michael Jones had written and, you know, came to terms with, with you know, Patrick Coffin's extreme views, I, you know, it seems to me that it was a no-brainer. I mean, the event is still going to go on. So, I mean, you've gathered all of this and been following this for the last week and now you're being accused of like derailing half of this stuff and and you wrote an article called hope is fooled what is that yeah. about so hope you know it's a play on hope is um it's very good dual. I, yeah, yeah um <laughs> pretty good for 5 a.m on a friday morning um so what this kind of reminded me of was something that happened back in 2014 um another conspiracy theorist and anti-Semite who started out as a Catholic apologist named Bob Syngenis and Mm -hmm. uh, and a team of people. Um, The cause that he was championing, well, first, 
he recruits all of these mainstream scientists like Lawrence Krauss and, you know, into this cosmology documentary about Earth's unique place in the universe, which mm -hmm. is an interesting thing. I mean, when you study the factors of like, you know, if we were this much closer to the sun, if the yeah, planet the was this much bigger, all of these kinds of th yeah. the habitable zone, the the tectonic plates, all of this is is really fascinating stuff. So they tell these scientists that this is the topic of this documentary. And so they've got, you know, these scientists sitting there and, you know, waxing poetic about the, you know, the undiscovered mysteries of space and all the things that are out there that we haven't learned about yet. And, mm -hmm. you know, and what they wound up doing. Oh, and the other thing was, speaking of space, they, they got Kate Mulgrew, who played Captain Janeway on, uh, star trek voyager to narrate it oh, so really? okay and so the film was called the principle <laughs> the universe is trying to tell us something okay so that okay. and these tra this trailer comes out but here's the thing they take you know how documentaries go they expert to expert and then a scene of you know some planet crashing into something and you know the earth orbiting and bird birds flying and then interspersed in there is bobson jenis and some pseudoscientific like experts mm -hmm. saying that the earth is the center of the universe and Galileo was wrong. <laughs> so it was a geocentrism documentary. Okay. <laughs> and these scientists don't even realize this. Kate Mulgrew doesn't realize this, even though she was a Starfleet captain, you'd think she'd know a little bit more about space than, <laughs> but whatever the hitters, they're all duped okay. into being, in this documentary that promotes geocentrism. Um, and I, that's what this kind of reminds me of. It's like, okay. Oh yes, let's, let's have this nice faith Catholic conference and mm -hmm. let's bring along the biggest conspiracy theorists and, you know, significantists that are out there, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it would be funny except for the fact that there are people who really fall for this stuff. So, so I mean, okay. Briefly, then, what are the lessons that we can learn? Because now I want to ask you about a Texan bishop crossing the line. So what's the one, one lesson that we can learn from this situation? If you are invited to do an event or take part in something public, like a conference, like a film, do your research, ask around, go to where Peter is, reach out to Mike Lewis. <laughs> there you go. Do your research. You know okay all right let's talk about this texas bishop so we have bishop joseph strickland and he responded or he got involved in so yeah so he was stuff. also listed on that website um okay. for hope is fuel for an mm -hmm. event i guess he did back in march he wasn't one of the the listed speakers um and so what he did was he quote tweeted father spitzer's you know announcement that he was leaving so i i do have that screenshot so basically he said Whoops. If I click twice, then it, you know, okay. So uh, basically, uh, Father Spitzer, he endorses his stance regarding any statements from Patrick Coffin regarding Pope Francis. Okay, so that was early in the morning on, you know, it was later in the day on Friday. I don't know what mm -hmm. the time was, but yeah, 1035 a.m. Eastern time. So, you know, Spitzer 
tweets and then and then and then Strickland tweets. So it's like, oh, that's nice. You know, Bishop Strickland stepped down and or, you know, backed out too. He has some, mm-hmm. you know, some dignity, some, you know. Well, then around 10 o'clock on Friday night. So this is so all of these things are kind of happening on the same day. Um, not that one. Hang on. This one. He tweets out 11.13 p.m. So 10.13 p.m. Central Time. Please allow me to clarify regarding Patrick Coffin has challenged the authenticity of the Pope Francis. If this is accurate, I disagree. But then this is where he crosses a line that mm-hmm. I don't think I've heard a, po- a bishop in my lifetime, an active sitting bishop, cross. Um, I believe Pope Francis is the Pope, but it is time for me to say that I reject his program of undermining the deposit of faith. Wow. Follow Jesus. Um, this obviously caused a bit of a stir. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, it got a lot of press actually where Peter is. I, I saw this at about 1130 and I, wrote out my article, you know, hit publish at 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. And it was the biggest, probably 50,000 more hits than the second highest article in our history. Wow. Like this was a pretty big statement. Mm-hmm. Um, on Saturday morning, uh, Bishop Strickland puts out another tweet saying something to the effect of, you know, but we must stay in unity. Don't go into schism. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, don't join the SSPX or they said a Vicantis. But then he goes on to say something about. Yes. About so that just three or four hours later, this is what comes up. Hang <laughs> okay. on. Is it coming up? Twitter oh. needs a, the, the whole edit button. Are thing, we right? both clicking it? Is that okay? Correction. As Bishop Schneider has stated, the SSPX is not in schism. The SSPX continues to hold tradition out for the universal church. The Eucharist of the SSPX is held as valid by the Catholic Church. We must turn to Jesus's Eucharistic face. Now, the Catholic Church has never challenged the validity of SSPX Eucharist. Mm -hmm. We've never challenged the validity of Eastern Orthodox Eucharist. We've never challenged the validity, although, I mean, I don't know why we would bother, of Sede Vicantis Eucharist. The question is whether the SSPX really is protecting the tradition of the church. And the tradition of the church includes granting assent to the Pope, his Mm -hmm. teachings, and his disciplines, which they do not do. And Mm -hmm. if you look at numerous statements of the magisterium by popes, by the last three popes, they state that the movement led by Archbishop Marcel Lefebvre, the founder of the SSPX, mm-hmm. is a schismatic group. It is a schism. Um, and it's just ironic to me that... So Bishop Strickland has been openly defying Pope Francis for years. He's been ignoring his teachings. He's basically been resorting to... Uh, what he reads on, I guess, life site news and, and what he sees on Taylor Marshall's podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took him three hours to totally flip his position on the status of the SSPX because the auxiliary Bishop of Astana in Kazakhstan 
said so. <laughs> I don't know. I, I honestly, at this point, nothing surprises me with Bishop Strickland. I wouldn't be surprised if he openly denied that uh, Francis was the Pope at some point. I mean, so then what will happen to him? Making publicly as clear a statement as that, what do you think will happen? So far, nothing's happened to him. So I, I honestly, um, I think Pope Francis's way is to ignore this kind of thing. He's never mm -hmm. disciplined Vigano. He's never disciplined Cardinal Burke. Um, I know of at least two bishops, uh, Bishop Rene Gracida, uh, the Emeritus of Corpus Christi. He's about 100 years old. And mm -hmm. another uh, archbishop, Lenga, I believe is his name. He's also from Kazakhstan, but he's been living in Poland denies that Francis is Pope and he's had, um, and Pope Francis has not directly disciplined any, anybody yet. Um, he gives them rope to hang themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, I don't like to criticize the Pope, but it's like the, you know, I don't know. I just see the personal toll that it's taking. I mm -hmm. guess if he was to make it a global issue, maybe other countries would be harmed by attention being brought to this but it's just the power of the Amer american media is so big and mm -hmm. american catholic media is the biggest in the world um i don't know i don't know what's going to happen it's one of those things where it's like surely he's crossed the line this time but at this point i have no expectations mm -hmm. whatsoever yeah. um well speaking you know, of the power of of the media then let's talk about Taylor Marshall uh, declares that he's running for president. So yeah. is he, is, he's not and, trolling. And to imagine, so he's curious, right? yeah, this is like the third weirdest thing that happened that day. I mean, oh. <laughs> in the Catholic world, Taylor Marshall, you know, the funder of, of, of Pachamama, the yeah, running, running for president of the United States. He's apparently serious. My guess is he's going to ride this out as far as he can. Um, you know, he was pulling his followers about what a Catholic president should, uh, you know, should have in his platform. And people were giving a lot of interesting suggestions, you know, Catholic president who, you know, doesn't really follow the Pope. Um, you know, yeah, Michael Sean does, Winters wrote a nice article about it that we'll, we'll put in the, the show notes. But does he have it's a, a program or a plan or do we know what he's running on? Well, so I decided that I wanted to give him um, a little bit of help in his campaign. Okay, because um, he's not giving us anything. Like, I don't know what his slogans are right now. I don't know okay. who he's going to pick for his running mate. Um, I thought that maybe like a little bit of, I, I thought, well, you know, people, I'm a graphic designer. I have, a, I have that background. So I thought mm -hmm. I'd make a, a little poster for him that he can use until he picks a running mate. Um, oh God. So These are, do, do people actually call him Tay Tay or is that just you? Um, I, I'm, I, I think everyone should call him Tay Tay. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know if they do, but and so I for think, those who are listening on, on podcast, I, whatever it says, vote Tay Tay, just a dad with a webcam. That's right. And, and I mean, that's all he, you know, it's like the average Joe, remember Joe, the plumber, you know, just, just, just the dad with the webcam, you know, from Texas. So okay. I was, I was trying to think of, of different people that, that maybe would make good running, running mates mate. for him. Okay. And, and so the first one that came to mind was pretty obvious. I oh, thought yeah, that, um, 
I love the caption up at the top. So yeah. Oh, that's nuts. So um, you know, obviously if he's running with Vigano, we can deep church, deep state, deep fake, you know, maybe, maybe try to squeeze deep hate in there. Um, I thought yeah. that yeah. this was like the match made in heaven until somebody reminded me that um, you know, they the vice presidential candidate has to be uh, you know born a u.s citizen so so that wasn't going oh, to work okay. and so then i um i was like okay well i need to to think of like who else like who who might you know have some free time or 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 might be in a rut and needs to you know but but would bring something real to the table so Oh, and there's coffin okay that's right michael marshall coffin the the great uh regret, regret. i mean i i thought i put reset there it must have spelled it wrong um so yeah i thought that that would be a good campaign because it's like um you know coffin has all of this experience uh you know understanding how you know the un and world governments run and you know he's worked with a lot of health experts so mm -hmm. i think that you know in obviously public health has been a big issue the last few years in the united states then someone told me that patrick coffin even though you know when he was at catholic answers he moved to california he's canadian so oh, he's yeah. he's not eligible either so it's like oh <laughs> my goodness drawing board back to the drawing board but then i realized I've, that i thought of the perfect running mate for for taylor marshall and mm -hmm. so i made this poster and I think Strickland. Okay. I think I think that this slogan, you know, will get the point across. <laughs> yeah, you know, Without I, I confusion or <laughs> muddling. I, you know, I thought about putting it on this on the coffin uh, poster, but it just didn't seem. Um, he is. Yeah, well, this now takes on new meaning. Not so, set of accountants. So yeah. I and then and then somebody said, but wait a minute, both Strickland and Marshall live in the same state they both live in texas so they can't be running mates and unless one of them you know decided to move but i can't imagine either one of them outside of the the great republic of texas mm -hmm. so i think i think it's back to the drawing board but um you know i'm here with with campaign ideas and platform proposals and you know if you want me to run an online convention i think our stream yard right here would be a good platform maybe you could do some interviews and you know talk to his uh you know to his campaign staff i think i think it would be a anyway i'm looking forward to the future and i think uh there's going to be a lot of well there's here's another interesting thing to keep following or keeping an eye on because oh it's going to be a platform that is going to dredge up a whole lot of talking points and where peter is will be here to Kind of catch the field balls, I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, um, there you go, Mike. Thanks for the debrief. I am not on Twitter, maybe as much as I should be. So no, stay off, please. News. This was just. <laughs> and that's why we got this show. My brain melted. It was yeah. amazing. I know um, you tweeted, you you texted me, and I thought, okay, well, that's yeah, we know what we're talking about next week. So, for those who want to know a little more and go a little deeper, uh, we do have links to these topics and to Mike's article in the description. The conversation is brought to you from smartcatholics.com, the free online community for millennials, creators, and learners. Come on in, join the private Where Peter Is group to ask questions, share insights, and suggest topics for next time. We do recommend that you be a Where Peter Is fan. Um, I don't know that Tay Tay's fans are going to have uh, as enjoyable a time 
That's right. And visit wherepeteris.com to read articles, commentaries, spiritual reflections, watch great YouTube videos like this. Um, and it's all by and for faithful Catholics who support the mission and vision of Pope Francis. Please do hit the like button uh, and subscribe to Where Peter Is so that you don't miss an episode of The Debrief. And support Where Peter Is on, on Patreon to help continue bringing high quality professional grade programming like this. At the very least, a recap of what people missed this past week. Thanks again, friends, for joining us. When it comes to news and controversies in the church, stay curious, informed, and engaged. God bless you. God bless.